You're listening to Drones in America on Market Scale. Your host, Grant Guillot, leads the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Practice Team for the law firm of Adams & Reese. Every week, he will be chatting with leaders, influencers, and experts who are impacting the rapidly growing commercial drone industry in the United States to help us through the complex web of technology and policy. You are listening to Drones in America on Market Scale. Every week, we will be chatting with leaders, influencers, and experts who are impacting the rapidly growing commercial drone industry in the United States and helping us through the complex web of technology and policy. I'm your host, Grant Giot, and I lead the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Practice Teams for the law firm of Adams & Reese. Our guest this week is Darshan Devarkian, president of Aravat, a UAS consulting agency that works with commercial and government agencies around the nation to help them build their own UAS programs. Darshan is also the executive consultant and unmanned aviation expert with the Aerospace Arizona Association, a former consultant and UAS program engineer with the North Carolina Department of Transportation, and the founding president of AUVSI North Carolina. Darshan, thank you for joining the program. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. So why don't you start by telling me how you became involved in the commercial drone industry? Sure. Um, in uh, 2014, uh, I came to North Carolina uh, with a aviation background. I'm a commercial pilot and I have uh, professional aeronautics from Embry-Riddle. Uh, and I decided to, uh, you know, get into further uh, education, like doing my master's. And that's when I got involved into uh, remote sensing, GIS. And uh, uh, that's when I started to learn about drones. Uh, this was the uh, time when uh, uh, people were unsure about this technology. Uh, they were not sure if this is a toy or really a technology. And, um, they, uh, and you know, in 2014, um, 2013, 2014, uh, drones made an impact in the agricultural side. And uh, with my aviation background, uh, I just... Uh, got absorbed into this and I saw this technology has great benefits uh, for various sectors. And I felt like having this background in aviation could help uh, guide these agency states uh, to adopt and adapt to this technology. And, uh, you know, uh, six years later, uh, I have been an integral part of uh, building drone programs uh, nationally. Nandarsha, one of the things you and I have talked about is the significant impediments we're facing with public acceptance of drones. Would you elaborate on that and what you see as the factors that are causing this public acceptance issue? Sure. Um, you just have to think it uh, uh, this way, that uh, everyone knows about drones, but is everyone ready for drones? And that is where the problem is, that uh, just because there's so much discussions on uh, drones at conferences, there's so much news making, uh, you know, uh, on the good and bad side of drones, doesn't mean people really understand this technology uh, or they don't even know uh, how to move ahead uh, in, uh, you know, adapting or adopting to this technology. And this is where uh, uh, we have seen issues with many states where um, they are just overwhelmed uh, with uh, this technology and are not sure how to uh, use it safely or integrate it into routine operations. And uh, that's the thing, you know, education is what is lacking. Uh, and that is uh, uh, continuously lacking because this technology is moving at a faster pace. 
and uh, the education isn't. Uh, so as and when we are talking about small US, we are talking about unmanned traffic management system and urban air mobility. And people are like, okay, wait, uh, what's going on? Uh, I just want to fly a drone. And now you are, uh, you know, restricting me or uh, these regulations are not helping me. So people are not understanding this. Regulations are here to uh, ensure that their operations go safe and people uh, are safe uh, who are, uh, you know, living in those, uh, uh, you know, neighborhood uh, to even the airspace being safe. So there's a lot of things happening and uh, education is what is lacking. And we can see this uh, in many states with uh, how uh, slow the progress is uh, and how the technology is not being uh, used to the max capacity. Now, tell me about how your company, Aravat, helps commercial and government agencies establish drone programs. Sure. Um, so when I was brought in by uh, North Carolina to help build the programs for state and local agencies here in North Carolina, uh, I realized uh, uh, that uh, you know education is the key, but also the right training, uh, the right partnerships, and the right technology needs to be brought in. Uh, and after successfully uh, building the drone program for North Carolina, which is uh, the NCDOT drone program is the number one drone program in the nation, uh, I saw that other state DOTs and state and local agencies need the same help. And uh, during my time uh, with uh, North Carolina, I built uh, uh, a team of experts that do this uh, day in and day out. And uh, I feel like uh, together as a team, uh, we are able to educate the other states um, basically have a more standardized approach. We want to make sure that all states, all local agencies, all federal agencies uh, and all companies are getting the same knowledge or uh, and, uh, you know, are basically not limited uh, to operate uh, or use this technology because uh, of the lack of education that's being uh, provided in that specific state. So uh, this is where Aravat came into uh, existence and we have been successfully doing operations in uh, multiple states uh, and basically moving our expertise around. And Darshan, I think that's critical because what many people are realizing is, the, is that although the FAA regulates the national airspace, there's still a great role that state and local governments play in regulating drones. And the FAA even acknowledges this in a fact sheet they put out uh, recently, or at least within the past couple of years. So I think it's great the work you guys are doing with states. And clearly, your work with North Carolina has kind of put you on the map as a drone visionary and a drone expert. Tell me about some of the neat projects you were involved with when you were working with the North Carolina Department of Transportation. Sure. We started with um, uh, education. We uh, did uh, workshops uh, around the state, uh, free workshops to educate uh, people uh, that are interested to get into the drone side, those who are already pilots, and also people who just were, uh, you know, um, uh, had a lot of questions about uh, drones would attend these workshops. And each of these workshops had over 200 people attending. And that created the momentum of education. Uh, we also created the NC Drone Safe Initiative, which uh, uh, makes North Carolina the first state in the nation uh, to promote drone safety and make sure that our pilots are the safest in the nation. 
We also uh, won the IFA integration pilot program. We were one of the uh, nine selected uh, for medical package and uh, standard package delivery. Uh, and in addition to that, we also uh, were selected for uh, infrastructure inspection uh, during natural disasters and uh, during emergencies. So that was after the Hurricane Florence, where we led the operations uh, for the state, uh, where there was a public and private sector collaboration. Uh, I led the flight operations for that, and uh, it was one of the most successful operation uh, conducted uh, with drones, uh, with unmanned systems. And uh, we had, uh, as I mentioned, state and local agencies, also private sector, and that got us uh, a lot of recognition. Uh, in addition, we got the humanitarian award from AUVSI and uh, many other uh, awards as well. Uh, but in addition to that, we had uh, uh, the North Carolina Drone Summit. Uh, this was the uh, first, uh, uh, this event took first, uh, place in 2017, uh, 2018. I was the events director for this one. And the main idea behind the North Carolina uh, Drone Summit and Flight Expo that, uh, you know, everywhere it says NC Drone Safe was to make sure education uh, is provided nationally. Uh, we had over 400 people who attended the first year. Uh, and uh, they were attending from uh, US and from other countries around the world. Uh, second year, we had over 600 people who attended. And what the uh, uh, folks who attended uh, said was uh, they have been attending other conferences, but this was the conference that really uh, taught them something. They were able to uh, take back knowledge uh, to their organizations. So we had the uh, NC Drone Summit. Then we had other initiatives like uh, we uh, collaborated with uh, national and international organizations uh, to bring technology to North Carolina. Um, we were also uh, uh, able to bring urban air mobility first flight to North Carolina. And in addition, uh, the news about uh, UPS Fly Forward being the uh, first company to uh, be approved to run a drone airline. Uh, that was exciting. They are doing routine flights in North Carolina for medical package uh, delivery with VakeMed. Uh, and that's first in the nation uh, that's happening routinely and for revenue. And many other initiatives uh, where we have helped uh, build drone programs for state and local agencies, including the uh, uh, working with federal agencies on uh, airspace deconfliction and, uh, uh, you know, emergency response. So a lot of stuff has happened with North Carolina and uh, it's been an exciting journey there. Well, that's great to hear. And so how have you taken the great work you've done with the state of North Carolina and taken that with you to Arizona? Tell me about your involvement with Aerospace Arizona Association. Sure. Um, uh, so Aerospace Arizona uh, uh, leads the, uh, uh, as it's mentioned, the aerospace side, but also the unmanned side and aviation side for the state. Uh, they are uh, one of the organizations that are out-of-the-box thinkers. Uh, it's led by uh, Mignon Hollis. Uh, she's the executive director. Um, she wants to see the state grow in the aviation side. They're already a leader in the uh, aerospace side, and they want to uh, be advanced in the unmanned side as well. So um, like uh, what happened in North Carolina and other states that are also doing good, uh, they also want to make Arizona lead in unmanned systems. But, uh, the, you know, you can call it a race or you can call it uh, a standardized approach uh, wherein uh, instead of starting from scratch again, uh, you know, basically reinventing the wheel, 
they would like to take the best practices and uh, you know the good lessons and standards that are there are in uh, around and bring it in and speed up the process of integrating unmanned systems uh, you know uh, unmanned traffic management systems and everything into routine operations so uh, with the success of north carolina and working with other states uh, we uh, eravath was all uh, able to bring this to arizona and last year we did the uh, we did the first workshop uh, which brought together uh, different agencies uh, uh, organizations economic development together to start a discussion on what is lacking and it was clearly evident that it was education and outreach so we have started that we did the unmanned arizona summit uh, which attracted a lot of attention nationally we had speakers from all around the uh, nation that came for it uh, and this was uh, the uh, you know the uh, breakthrough point for arizona uh, where they realized that uh, the people are ready for this technology uh, and now we need to give them the right education so this is where uh, 2020 we are be going to be organizing a series of workshops focusing on uh, uh, the technology the safety uh, traffic management system and also having the unmanned arizona summit year 2 so everything that you know we can learn from other states we bring it out to arizona and help them grow and darshan you know kind of jumping ahead one of the things i wanted to ask you know i'm louisiana is my home state and we were not involved with the integration pilot program and you know we weren't in a position to have access to the significant amount of funding that other states have but certainly there are various industries in louisiana that are increasingly using drones and we have several government decision makers who are adamant in helping louisiana catch up and embrace the commercial drone revolution what could a state like louisiana do to set ourselves apart and kind of make a name for ourselves in this evolution given that we weren't a member of the IPP sure um, the uh, if you look at the IPP uh, you could say that was the starting uh, you know that was the starting uh, journey for uh, states to uh, uh, be a part of uh, agreed that not everyone could be a part of it initially but uh, the IPP gave an opportunity for states to realize that uh, they are an integral part for this technology to move forward state local tribal government uh, can help regulate the airspace along with faa uh, new innovative technologies international partnerships can be brought to the country uh, a lot of these things were opened up through the ipp uh, but uh, it does not mean that only the states that were part of the ipp will progress a uh, lot of the efforts that's being done under uh, these specific states and under these specific ipp are now lessons and best practices which can be absorbed by uh, states uh, and like you mentioned Louisiana and everyone uh, can be a part of this in a big way uh, because now they already have the uh, you can say the secret sauce or the formula to move this forward uh, and collaborating with states that are uh, already a part of the IPP and also teams like us who have been an integral part of the IPP we can uh, we can help uh, the other states grow and uh, you know it's IPP was the first initiative uh, NASA is doing the UAM UTM initiative FA is going to come up with more similar initiatives where other states can be a part of so it doesn't end uh, once the IPP ends the really the journey has started and i feel like uh, 
you know, you can either be ahead of the uh, pack or you can be with the pack. And right now, uh, states that are not part of the IPP should start reaching out to other states nearby who are part of the IPP and see if there can be any guidance. And, you know, attending these workshops, training, initiatives, speaking, uh, you know, the speakers who come to these conferences, they are giving out information that are helpful. Uh, you have FA doing a tremendous amount of outreach. Uh, NASA is doing workshops. So you have agencies uh, that are now ready to work with states, have a better idea of how they can move forward. So, you know, uh, IPP or not, it's the motivation that is required and getting key people within the state involved, the stakeholders, but also identifying the U.S. champion for your state. Every state has a U.S. champion for North Carolina, it's the NCDOT, for Arizona, uh, uh, the Aerospace Arizona Association is taking the lead like that. There are Every state needs a champion, and that champion is supposed to bring together these agencies and organizations to, for the success of this technology. And I'm so glad you brought that up. You were talking about how every state has a champion. And in Louisiana, we have several entities, I think, that are pro-drone. One of them, and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the Louisiana Public Service Commission regulates utilities in the state of Louisiana. And they actually, a couple of years ago, opened a docket to examine the benefits of using drones in disaster response. And you had earlier in this episode mentioned your work in using drones for disaster response. So I think that's definitely a great tie-in to how you did something in the past that would work very well in the state of Louisiana. Sure. You know, uh, it's uh, sad to say, but, you know, disasters bring people together. Emergencies bring people together. So, uh, you know, at the same time, when people come together, we are trying to solve a problem. We are trying to solve, uh, uh, you know, the problem to such a way that it doesn't happen again or resolve issues quicker. And disaster response, uh, you know, drones and disaster response uh, is big. Uh, and uh, every state should have a good disaster response plan, disaster response management plan uh, where drones are integrated. So, uh, uh, with, uh, you know, states that are affected by natural disasters and, uh, you know, fires and everything. Uh, this is the technology uh, that could help bring them together and start the discussions. And then we can branch out into various areas. Uh, there is a lot of potential already we know in agriculture, but public safety as a whole, uh, uh, crash scene reconstruction, search and rescue exercises. Uh, every year, every day you hear news about, uh, you know, people missing, but also you hear nowadays news about drones finding people. So that's the thing, you know, it's this technology has potential in various, uh, you know, uh, areas uh, and uh, the technology is still not fully utilized because people are still realizing, uh, you know, uh, talk, you know, like uh, basically scenarios and uh, use cases that they never imagined before where drones could be integrated. Well, Darshan, we're about out of time, but um, you are definitely a well-known presence in the commercial drone industry. I'm sure I'll be seeing you around the speaking circuit as the drone conferences are about to kick off. Um, I would love to have you on in future episodes as this industry continues to evolve. I think the hard work you've done with North Carolina and Arizona is only going to trickle down to other states. I know I'll do my part to see that similar missions are carried out in Louisiana and other states where I can make an impact. So thank you for all the hard work you 
you've done and for being an advocate for this this industry. I think right now it's definitely not a question of if, it's when. This industry is booming. It is going to explode. And you definitely were a trailblazer in that regard. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And it was great being here. And I just hope uh, we uh, see this technology, uh, you know, booming to become a bigger and more uh, better industry for the future workforce. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. Thanks again, Darshan. Thank you for tuning in and fly safe. Join us next week as we continue to explore the many uses for unmanned aircraft systems in American businesses and monitor the rapidly evolving commercial drone industry. I'm Grant Giat, and this has been Drones in America on Market Scale. <laughs>